you are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul. I am in addiction recovery, and I am thoroughly excited for today's episode. And I swear, I know, I say it every time, and then my reaction to me saying that every time is to tell you I know I'm saying it every time. And it just creates a loop. (laughs) And I love loops. Habit loops are delicious. Habit loops are awesome. Habit loops are what help make our lives not just manageable, but wonderful. There are lots of positive habits that we have in our lives that have led us to do and create extraordinary things in our lives. Unfortunately, there are just as many negative habit loops, thought loops that we have gotten ourselves into over the course of our lives that have led us down a rather strenuous, stressful, anxious path. Looking back at what we've discussed over the last handful of episodes, right? we brought in Linda Shively to talk about the joy-stealing dragons. I discussed with you the excitement I felt after getting through with the very first phase of my advanced neuro-linguistic programming training that we held in Los Angeles. Literally flew from Alabama to Los Angeles to do this. And it was all about just helping these people who are going to go off and do great things and learn even more powerful tools to guide themselves and others to just exorbitant, amazing changes. And it's guiding somebody. It's not making somebody change. Nobody makes you change. You choose to change. I am merely the guide. That's what this podcast has been since the moment I launched it. Albeit, it has had many faces since I launched it. I have changed so much about it, but we've always kept to this idea that personal growth through the understanding of our own mind, our own body, our own emotions, our own spirituality will increase our spheres, career, and ourselves, and our relationships in just immaculate, amazing ways. We talked about in episode 203 how much I love sobriety so much that I just refuse to be angry. All right, I, I work my way through that through nonviolent communication. And this isn't like fisticuffs kind of communication, but just releasing that aggressive communication style in favor of a more um, secure, a more assertive communication style where I can speak my truth and tell somebody what I want, but also have space to hear what they want. In 204, we talked about how the ego and the unconscious are cooking together to conspire to create your life. Had a lot of cooking metaphors in that, that led us straight into automatic negative thoughts from last week and how these show up in our lives. Something I discussed well back at the beginning of this podcast for some years ago, and we brought it back because automatic negative thoughts are that important. And I've really learned so many more things about automatic negative thoughts since I first did that episode. And it's a challenge for me. I will readily admit that most of this material that I bring to you is stuff I am actionably doing in my life right now. And I continuously repeat it over the course of many, 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 many episodes because I understand the power of repetition. That when we're going to program ourselves differently than the way we have been programmed in the past, that it's going to take more than just hearing it one time to successfully accomplish that goal. If we're going to reprogram ourselves, and I'm not a big fan of the, of the RE in front of program, if we're just going to program ourselves in a different way than we had been programmed before, saying it one time isn't enough. 
We're not a computer where you can just go delete a line of code, add in a new line of code, and then boom, the program is solved. The virus is gone. We are humans. Our unconscious mind remembers everything. It is the forever infinite attic, the repository of every single thing that we have ever experienced in our lives. When we're going to make massive shifts in our lives, there is, a, there is power in the repetition. I will say it again. There is power in the repetition. We have had these automatic negative thoughts that have existed in our head about ourselves and others and the world at large for years. When we're going to shift those, it's not just say one nice thing about your mom or say one nice thing to yourself in the mirror in the morning and do it once and you're good to go. It doesn't work that way in the gym. Why would it work that way in our mind? You want to have bigger muscles, you have to consistently do something that activates that muscle. And over the course of time, with discipline and energy and healthy nutrition, you can grow your own body to shift and change. It works the same thing with the mind, with the power of repetition and a continuous exercise on releasing the automatic negative thoughts and replacing them with positive self-talk, you can begin to make massive changes in your life that you will then go from you know, willpowering your way through to then it becomes more of a discipline, then it becomes a habit, then it just becomes a way of life. And that's what we're looking for. It's being mindful over those first 30, 60, 90 days that you're installing a new program that it takes that daily repetition in order to deactivate what had been previously there. If you have an automatic negative thought that you're just a drunk loser who wasted a ton of amazing years of your life being wasted, and now you wake up and you're a 47-year-old dude, right? If I just have been repeating that to myself for years and years and years, it's going to take a lot of repetition to stop that snowball that's been rolling down the undesirable side of the mountain, get it to roll back up, and then have it go back down the desirable side of the mountain. And that's why today we're focusing on positive self-talk. Because when automatic negative thoughts come in, they are negative self-talk. Negative self-talk has been replayed in your head over and over and over and over again for years. Various areas of your life, you're beating yourself up instead of lifting yourself up. You might be great in your career and think you're crushing it, but not so much in your relationships. So your negative self-talk can be focused on that. Or it's focused um, on your personal body and how you look in the mirror. And you're just destroying yourself day in and day out about that. Whereas you might be super encouraging in your relationships to other people and how they see themselves in the mirror. With yourself, it's just destruction, 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 destruction. So we're going to be working on our positive self-talk, not just in this episode, but moving on throughout the rest of this year, we're going to continuously come back at this. If you want to join me on this journey and just do it passively on your own, then I highly recommend that you go out and you get a book called What We Say to Ourselves When We Talk to Ourselves. It's by a doctor, Shad Helmstetter, PhD, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. What to say when you talk to yourself. Now, this book came out originally in the 80s. He's had a lot of different versions. Uh, I recently came across it when I was told by Audible that I had six credits and I had to use one or I would lose it. And so I went into my wish list and literally did this last week, like on Wednesday. Because I had done the automatic negative thought 
podcast, it was fresh in my head, this automatic negative thought. So when I saw a book titled, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself, I thought, well, could this be any more perfect based off of what I just did as an episode? And mind you, this podcast mirrors College Success Habits, my other podcast. And in many ways, I'm doing the exact same episode. In fact, this one will be damn near word for word similar because I've come up with a really powerful way for you all to begin to experience positive self-talk in your life. And I put a lot of effort and a lot of thought into this because some of you are not going to necessarily want to go get this book or you're not going to want to get the Self-Talk Plus app like I've done and start listening to this stuff day in and day out, right? I'm coming up on day seven of the book. I'm coming up on day four of, of the app. And for those of you who are listening to this podcast well past when it was originally released, by that point, hello from the future. Good to, good to meet you. But also, I will have been continuing this. I have committed to myself to listen to the self-talk app every single day and to be thinking about ways of shifting my own negative thinking. And in the way that I have decided to do that is the list of ways I'm going to introduce to you today in case you are not ready to run out and get this book or listen to it on Audible or get the app. You've got a busy life. I'm going to come up with, I'm going to come up with, I've already come up with 10 ways. And we're going to jump into those right now because self-talk is powerful. Automatic negative thoughts negative self-talk. How about we automatic positive thought, right? One's an ant, one is apt. After this episode, you will be more apt to talk to yourself in a more positive way because of these ways that I'm going to introduce to you right now. I can't wait to bring this back into the tribe and have a conversation once everybody listens to this episode because I notice, I notice, I notice language patterns that show me that person's model of the world whenever we're talking in the tribe. And I can hear these little nuanced ways of talking down to oneself, even when we're talking about doing something that has been uplifting us. It's happening. It doesn't happen all the time, but it happens enough that I notice patterns. That's what my brain does. It notices patterns. It's been doing it since I was a kid. And it's one of the coolest things about my brain, noticing patterns. So let's get into this list because I don't want to turn this into an hour-long episode. And the very first one will be reprogram your neurons. Now, we've talked enough about neurons, right? You know, these, these things in the brain, they're firing back and forth. It's this whole neurotransmitter, right? You, you're creating these neural pathways in your head. So I want you to imagine these neurons, this information highways in your brain has tiny characters, each responsible for a specific thought. Think of the movie, I think it's called Inside Out. Or maybe that's the Inside Out Revolution. It was a, I'm pretty sure it's called Inside Out. And it was about this little girl who had these characters in her head and about emotions. It was called Inside Out. And uh, thank you, Google. And so I, what I loved about that movie was that, you know, happy and angry and, and I don't remember happy and angry. Let's just go with those two. My brain's failing me as far as all the characters, but I loved that movie because it gave these emotions a characterization. And when you give them names, you give them personalities, you can even give them accents. Whenever the negative self-talk arises, you can imagine a friendly and encouraging neuron taking charge and correcting the negative one. It's a super playful approach to get your brain in a more creative way to have positive thoughts. So literally, 
imagine these neurons. If a negative one shows up, it's a character. It's got a whole thing going with a name, a personality, and an accent. Then have a positive one come in. And now, next thing you know, you can have the positive one say, no, 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 negative one. This is where that's not true. And those are three powerful questions I'm going to bring up again later, but I want to make sure I mention now. When you have a negative self-thought that, that, that comes with it, negative self-talk, I want you to ask yourself these three questions. Write these down if you've got a pen and a pad. Where is this not true? When is this not true? How can I prove to myself right now this is not true? This is what you're going to be looking for to challenge the negative thought. Because no matter what the negative thought's telling you, it's not always true. Very rarely is anything never and always. There are going to be moments where it's going to be time to challenge that, and we'll get into that a little bit deeper into the episode. Number two, I call the serotonin sprinkles. Imagine sprinkling a dash of serotonin, that positive neurotransmitter associated with happiness. Right? When you do something good, you feel good, and then that's serotonin coming into your body. We're used to serotonin coming when we would take a drink or do some drugs. Now we've released that, and we're, our serotonin levels are evening out, so we're actually feeling things differently than we did before. And this is an opportunity for you to use your serotonin for the powerful force that it is for good. So when you think about your thoughts as you're cooking up this positive self-talk in your mental kitchen, visualize your positive seasoning of serotonin being sprinkled over it. It goes a long way in rewiring your brain's thought patterns. So from the first one, when this positive neuron comes in, that you've given it a character, a personality, and a name, and all that, and it says something positive, imagine it's sprinkling positive serotonin all throughout your brain and all throughout your body. Like mentally step into this visualization. Number three is what we're going to call neurolinguistic swaps. And we've talked about this in the past. So I'll briefly go over it again now, but it's the, and I, said, I just did it, I just did it. We're going to briefly go over it now, but it's the, it's the use of the word, but versus and. No but stops conversations. Yes and continues conversations. I learned this in improv. It is absolutely true. If you're having a conversation with yourself or someone else and you're like, yeah, that was great, but whatever follows that but negates whatever came before it. Something can be simultaneously fun and challenging. Well, that was fun, but it was super challenging. Well, then was it not fun? Because both can be true at the same time. Utilizing the word and shifts your mind from negation to positive creation. Write that down on one page. Using and instead of but shifts your mind from negation to positive creation. When you and something, you continue the conversation with yourself, with others. It emphasizes your ability to overcome negative thought patterns. A negative thought pattern might be like, uh, I'm not moving forward on my sobriety and recovery, or, but you know, I'm still feeling the same way I used to. Let's shift that sentence around. First of all, I didn't even say it right. So let me just correct what I just said. You might be saying to yourself, I'm trying to work on my sobriety recovery, but I'm still yelling at my spouse. That's a better sentence. Let's go with that one. I am working on my sobriety recovery, but I'm still yelling at my spouse. You can be working on your sobriety recovery and yelling at your spouse and working on the yelling at your spouse. The but 
makes those two things exclusive. You're either working on your sobriety and recovery or you're not because you're basing it on the proof that your sobriety and recovery is moving forward based on the fact that you are yelling or not yelling at your spouse. But you can be yelling at your spouse and still working on your sobriety and recovery through thoughtful and intentional awareness around your actions. I have a tendency to get emotionally triggered and want to yell at the girlfriend. It is not healthy, and how I was doing it two, three, four years ago is not how I'm doing it now. I have stopped myself three words into getting my voice angry and said, nope, that's addict Jesse. He's not participating anymore. If I have to walk out and go into the office and yell into a pillow or just scream into my office in general so she can hear it, I come back out and I reset the stage. Let's get into our conversation corner and let's actually hash this out so we can heal through it right now. And I'm doing this through these shifts in my language patterns. I can be working on my sobriety and recovery and still getting angry and yelling occasionally. It's going to happen. I'm a human. It's part of my existence. We are emotional creatures. You can be doing one thing and still be doing the other. But when you say but, you make those things exclusive means that you're either doing one or you're doing the other instead of actually doing them both at the same time. And that moves us over into thought tagging. Number four, label your thoughts with categories like helpful or unhelpful, desirable or undesirable. Now, this is a cognitive technique we've been talking about for years on this show. It encourages an evaluation of the quality of your self-talk in an objective manner. Rather than being subjective to your perspective, where it's good or bad, it's right or wrong, because that's just subjective to your perspective, objective can be helpful or unhelpful, desirable or undesirable. Now, that's still subjective to your perspective. Your behavior might still be uh, objectionable to somebody else, but for you, is it helpful and desirable, or is it unhelpful and undesirable? Labeling something as right or wrong good or bad, slaps a judgment on it that immediately is going to evoke some kind of positive or negative emotion. When we started using desirable or undesirable years ago on this show, it was simply to ask myself, is this a desirable action that I am currently taking part in? Neither good or bad, nor either right or wrong, but is this desirable? Is this leading me toward the version of myself I seek to become? By thought tagging something as desirable or helpful versus undesirable or unhelpful, you just give yourself an ability to naturally begin to gravitate towards the helpful thoughts. Because you can then encourage yourself that you caught yourself today. Are we going to be perfect? No, no. Perfection doesn't exist. Progression exists. Progressing towards this person that we seek to become. That is to me, is way more beneficial of a perspective to utilize than simply saying, did I do good or bad in this situation? Good or bad is a lot like the word but. It stops you in your tracks. It's either this or that. It can be all of them, and it can be none of them. Now we can start getting into the quantum linguistics of neuro-linguistic programming, and I don't want to start getting you confused with my you know, overly complicated sentences that are meant to shake you out of your conscious awareness and open up your unconscious mind, but that's what we're looking to begin to program when we go into positive self-talk. We are running ourselves on repeat. We are recycling the same thoughts from the day before over and over and over again, not just today, but for days, weeks, months. For some of these, it's been years. 
is what you just said to yourself, helpful or unhelpful, desirable or undesirable, thought tag it, and then begin to gravitate towards those helpful thoughts. That leads us into this neural DJing. I'm a big fan of trance music, so you know I had to give a shout out to trance. What up, Armin? Right? Maybe Armin Van Buren's got some listeners out there uh, who check out the podcast. Shout out to trance. I want you to remix your inner dialogue by changing the tone, the pitch, and the speed of your self-talk. Now, this goes back up to number one, where we, we talked about giving it a voice, giving it a personality. Right now, let's say we've given it this this shape, this form inside of our heads. Now we can actually go in and give it a voice, give it a voice, and then we can change the tone, the pitch, or the speed of the self-talk. Now all of a sudden, our critical thoughts that we're speaking to ourselves can be cartoonish, high-pitched voice. This will make them seem way less intimidating and certainly easier to dismiss. My fave is the one of the ones. I go to quite frequently, it's the Mickey Mouse voice. Hey, Jesse, you're being a loser today. Why don't you sleep a little bit longer and just lay about the couch, you little lazy bomb? (laughs) (laughs) Does, Does Mickey Mouse laugh like that? Not the point. When I say negative stuff to myself in the Mickey Mouse voice, it's it's super hard for me to take it seriously. It was super hard for me to just do that and not laugh during the entire time of it. So give it a different voice. A lot of the voices in our heads are coming from our parents, our preachers, our teachers, our siblings, society at large, social media. They have no right being in our head. The negative shit you're saying to yourself is not even your voice. It's somebody else's. So don't let... You know, I'm not going to let my stepdad's voice, oh, you know, stop being a fairy boy because you cry. Why aren't you getting good grades? You're going to be stupid and you're going to live in a van down by the river. Like whatever he's saying to me in my head, instead of it being all, I'm Sergeant Slaughter Gruff and no, man, I'll eat bolts and screws and spit them back out as bullets, right? We're just going to shift that voice and make it sound like, hey, Jesse, you're going to be stupid one day if you don't get good grades. It's... (laughs) It's it's even hard to just do that for y'all and not laugh. And it's just me in my office right now. All right, that's awesome. So neural DJ it. Change the tone, change the pitch, change the speed. You know, you go back again to reprogramming your, your neurons from number one. You're giving it a name, a personality, an accent. Now take that along with this neural DJing where you were really messing around with the voice and give it its own character. And we're going to get into that here in a moment. But I don't want to go too far away from this idea that when we create a character in our heads, then we can actually really begin to shift that character. And I think about the minions, right? The minions were super lovable. There's Kevin and there's Bob, and they're so adorable. I love those damn minions. I seriously, I will watch anything with minions in it. But they were actually evil. They wanted to be evil, but in their stupidity, they always foiled the evil person's master plan. Rue, I think his name was, they always screwed up his master plans because they were just dunderheads. But they were so adorable, even though they secretly were evil. So whenever you begin to use number one, and you're starting to create this character, make it, you know, like a bright red, angry little uh, minion. And now it's got a personality and it's got a voice and now you can change the voice and you can just push it away. Think back to those Tom and Jerry cartoons from the 60s, 70s, and 80s where the bulldog would show up and be holding Tom's head back while Tom was flailing his arms about and Jerry could escape. You can literally do this with the negative talk. 
you can just create a create it into its own little character and now you can just hold it back at bay with your with your palm of your hand just hold back that little red angry minion with the mickey mouse voice and next thing you know it's going to be less attractive to continue to listen to let alone even have near you you can actually go inside your mind and start pushing it further and further away so this little angry red minion with mickey mouse's voice is a distant distant dot in the horizon it's not even there now enter in the positive voice that's got a positive characteristic again it could be another minion it's just a happy minion on a slide doing flips laughing and enjoying itself you're not saying anything negative to yourself when you're laughing and enjoying a time on a slide you're right it just you're you're having a good time so i'm picturing that in my head right now as we speak and it's getting hard for me to continue with the show because i'm too in my head thinking about happy little minions pushing away angry little red ones but this is what we're doing when our in our mind when we start having these mindful metaphors mixing up with the programming of your neurons into an actual character. It's super powerful. I'm teaching this stuff all the time in my neuro-linguistic programming class. This visualization process is powerful. Now, let's go into embracing your inner scientist. So we take these mindful metaphors, we're messing around with their voice, right? in the, no, we did that with the neural DJ. Now, the mindful metaphors, we're taking this angry, critical self-talk and we're creating this creature that we can push away. That's the beautiful thing, right? We got this mental image. I'm, okay, did I get myself lost? I'm not sure. So let me go back over number six real fast because we did neural DJing. That's the voice. Mindful metaphors, which is number six, is creating a mental image that represents your internal dialogue. And this is where we bring in the angry little red minion this little negative self-talking critical monster. And it's now it's this little angry creature and we can visually push it away and create distance between the negativity, making it easier for the positive self-talk to enter in and have us picturing this awesome slide that we're playing on. And now we're going to move that over to embracing your inner scientist. I want you to ask yourself, when you say something negative to yourself, I want you to treat it like a science experiment. Look for evidence to challenge your thoughts in the negative self-talk and consider an alternative, alternative, different explanation. Lots of words. Let's be clear. We're just going to do a little science experiment on this negative self-talk and these negative thoughts, and we're going to consider an alternative explanation. This process will literally train your brain to question negativity and embrace a more rational, balanced way of thinking. I call my company Wise Mind Empowerment because we take the emotional brain and we take the rational brain and we meld them together. We, know, we neither want to be unemotional or overly emotional any more than we want to be irrational or not rational at all. Right? It's like we want to have some rationality mixed with some emotional components and we want to bring them together. Worst thing you do is be completely irrational all the time or just stepping into way too rational where you're like you don't even want to think about the emotions. Irrational tends to work really well with overly emotional, and unemotional tends to work really well with overly rational. What we're looking for is a balance. Embracing your inner scientist, let's go back to those questions from the beginning of the show, will allow you to ask these questions. Where is it not true? When is it not true? How can I prove to myself it's not true? That is embracing the inner scientist. That's embracing your life as an experiment. When you can prove to yourself that the negative self-talk is not always true, 
then you begin to poke holes in the thesis that you are a loser, that you're a bum, or that you're worthless. Once you prove to yourself one little area that you've done something amazing, you you then begin to poke holes in the negative self-talk. And again, we've been repeating these words to ourselves for years. Don't expect one good deed, like holding the door open for an elderly person to immediately make you look in the mirror and say to yourself, I'm amazing, I'm good, I'm kind, I'm loving. It was one act of holding the door open. It isn't going to change the world, but it did help that person's world in that moment. So you did do something good. Therefore, you are capable of doing good things. Continue to add good things on and start stacking those. And next thing you know, you just experience yourself as a good, loving person. Number eight, name that tune. Now, we talked about DJing and changing the pitch and the tone and the speed. But I want you to assign a tune or a song to positive self-talk phrases. And there's a power in music. It's why you don't need to have heard a song for years and it comes on the radio or Cirrus or Spotify and you're singing along to it. And you're like, wow, I know all the lyrics. You know all the lyrics while the song's playing because it's an auditory anchor. The tune, the beat, the crescendo, the, the way that the song moves up and down, the notes, they evoke the memory of the lyrics out of your unconscious mind. And all of a sudden, right there. And you're like, wow, I can't believe that I had those lyrics in my head. No, they were stored in the attic, right? As soon as your subconscious heard the song, it just turned around and got in the database. The unconscious mind's like, there you go. And here's the song. Now that might come with some memories you definitely did not want to be having again, or it might come with amazing memories. You're absolutely thrilled that you remembered. Again, that's the subconscious, subconscious connection happening in that moment. So when you take a song that you love and you attach positive self-talk phrases to it, then when you need that boost, the music can literally activate so many areas of the brain and reinforce the neural connection that you associate with the positive self-talk. There's a song that comes to mind, I am, I am Superman, and I can do anything. I'm not really sure if that's a whole song or if that was like a commercial jingle. Not really sure. Not important in this moment for me to get my point across. When I start to tell myself I can't do something, that song pops into my head. I am, I am Superman, and I can do anything. Because why not? I have a growth mindset. I believe that I can grow. I believe that I'm not fixed in any one particular area of my life. I need only shine a light upon the shadows to begin to heal it, to begin to grow it. Right? We're living in the sunshine or we're dying in the shade. So let's shine a light on it. Let's encourage myself to do it, and let's push through the negative self-talk. Let's push through the negative self-talk, and we can do this with songs. There's another one. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. I feel pretty and witty and bright. Again, I know. American Idol, not calling me, but I'm singing for you anyways. And there's so many. Right? And we've used music has negative reinforcing anchors. I had a girlfriend once who would just put me into a state of rage. Actually, I chose to be put into a state of rage by her behavior. And I'd get in my car driving home from her house and I would listen to Nirvana's song, Drain Me. And 
He's like, one baby to another said I'm hugging to met you. <laughs> right? It's like, it's just pretty sure that's the same song. Or let's just say that whole album was utilized in this one relationship. We've used music to reinforce positive anchors, whether it's singing happy birthday to somebody, whether it's we are the champions when our team wins. We've already used music to anchor in desirable and undesirable emotional states. Let's just do it with thoughtful, intentional awareness moving forward. Take some of your powerful power sentences and combine those with some of your more uplifting songs. I think about any pop star, you know, you might be in a T-Swizzle or Katy Perry or uh, Selena Gomez, you know, maybe old school like me and you're totally into Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears from the 90s and 2000s, whatever it might be, go take that tune and drop in the in the foreground some positive affirmations for yourself. And then we move into number nine, talk to your future self. Now, in neuro-linguistic programming, we call this uh, timeline, and there's lots of different ways of discussing it, but I'll make it super simple, where we get people to future pace about the life they desire to achieve for themselves, knowing that we're progressing, not perfecting on the way there. So in order to talk to your future self, if you're not, don't, don't do this if you're walking, running, driving, operating heavy equipment, whatever, but if you're in a place where you can just close your eyes, take a deep breath. And just picture yourself rising out of your body right now, like you're Casper the ghost. You know, Casper the friendly ghost, the dopest ghost around. Picture yourself rising out of your body and then go a year into the future. And show up a year from now and looking down at yourself as somebody who's harnessing the power of positive self-talk who's been living their self-worth and their self-care through this lens and experiences of positive self-talk, who's experiencing and living their relationships through the positive self-talk they tell themselves, the positive self-talk they say to the people they love, even the random people you meet throughout your day. Picture yourself there, not just in your mind, but literally float out a year from now and look down at yourself living this life where positive self-talk in your career, in yourself, in your relationships is fully being embraced. Go down into your body, looking through your eyes in these moments, and what does it feel like to talk to yourself in a positive way that uplifts, that's helpful and desirable, where you're experiencing life through the power of positive energy, where you're releasing that out into the universe And now your life flows. People around you's lives flow. Experience it. Now float outside yourself and and stand in front of yourself a year from now and ask yourself, what kind of insights do you know a year from now that would be helpful now? What kind of advice or encouragement can you gain from this version of you a year out who's been listening to positive self-talk and repeating positive self-talk? Ask yourself that. Listen back at the answers. Embrace what this future self tells you. And then float back to the here and now, back into your body. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. And what did you learn from that experience just now? How are you able to embrace the idea of positive self-talk? Because who you want to be is waiting out there. A day, a month, a year. They're already there waiting. All you have to do is embrace that each and every day you get to choose a different version of yourself. 
So if who you went to bed as last night isn't the one who encourages you to move forward and grow and embrace amazingness in your life, then next morning you wake up, I want you to choose to be that person. And knowing that a year from now, the person who has utilized positive self-talk for 365 days in a row is going to be experiencing life differently than the version of you now who is still allowing negative self-talk to tell you you aren't worth it. Because that version of you a year out is waiting for you there. But this is a parallel universe conversation, and there's just as equally an opportunity for there to be a version of yourself a year out from now who has not embraced positive self-talk, who has not embraced releasing automatic negative thoughts, who has not woken up each and every day saying, I will not rest until I talk to myself with love and kindness. There is a version of you out there that is still living the same life you're living today. And those can be parallel universes to the version of yourself that's out there having experienced a whole year of amazing shifts and change. Which path do you want to be on? Because it can be changed by simply just saying one new nice thing to yourself each and every day. Just say one new nice thing to yourself each time a negative thought pattern, a negative self-talk moment pops up in your head. If nothing else, you'll begin to notice how often you talk shit to yourself. Because each time you do talk shit to yourself, you're going to have to replace it with something positive to say to yourself. And you will recognize the pattern and you'll start being like, you will, I've done this. I've actually had negative self-talk about my negative self-talk. Like, damn it, Jesse, I told you, stop saying that to yourself. I'm like, okay, are you really? using negative self-talk to combat the negative self-talk because that doesn't actually work. That actually discourages, doesn't encourage. So you will notice it. But the beautiful thing is that intentional awareness creates stability. When you are intentional about your awareness, it actually will show you more powerful ways to behave and act towards yourself that are desirable. It's amazing how much the brain really does embrace neuroplasticity and this ability to shift and change when it's done repetitively. You didn't get into this situation overnight. You're not going to get out of it overnight. But each and every day is another step forward toward that potential you know is inside of you, that you're already living, but can also be even more desirable in the future. It's fucking amazing. The double-edged sword rule. We're going to close out with this one. Acknowledge that every strength can be a weakness and vice versa. So when you do have a negative self-talk moment, challenge it. Because it's a perceived flaw, which again, is part of perception, which is just subjective to your perspective and is not objective. Objective is truth. Subjective is opinion. There is a sun that the planets go around in our solar system. That's objective. There's a sun. It's there. Now is the sun up in the sky? Later on today, it'll be down in the sky. But it's not really anywhere. It's always where it's at. We're what's moving. If we were to say, well, the sun's not moving at all, that's subjective because that's not necessarily true. Our solar system is moving around in the Milky Way galaxy, which is also moving around in the universe. So everything is moving. But when it comes to daily noticeable change, it's our planet that's moving, not the sun. We have a sun. We also have a moon. That is objective. That is a truth. We have a moon. 
I know back in the day, people thought the earth was flat. Then we said it's round. And now there's people who think it's flat again. But we know that the planet's round. (laughs) Unless we're living in the matrix, then fuck it, all this shit's fake. So (laughs) let's just stick with objective. And when we start to think back to these negative self-talk patterns we have, they're perceived flaws, which are subjective to perspective, and they're not objective. So I want you to think of how that trait that you believe is negative could actually be a strength. This shifting of your cognitive balances will help you find value in all aspects of yourself. It's going to promote balance, constructive self-talk, and just this beautiful, congruent feeling about yourself. Achieving homeostasis, this balance within your chi, your zen, your yin-yang, whatever you, you know, woo-woo word I could be searching for right now, we find this ah, ah, this powerful balance. Because something you think is a negative trait could very easily be perceived as a strength trait to somebody else. Ah, man, you know, I drank away my 20s and 30s and I'm just a piece of shit who wasted so much potential whenever other people were, you know, building up savings accounts and starting 401ks and blah, blah, blah. This is where I'm at at 47. Okay, where could that actually be a strength? Well, because of the hardships I've gone through and because of how difficult I made my 20s and 30s, I know what it's like to wake up in an alley. I know what it's like to barely have two pennies to rub together. I know what it's like to be holding on by the skin of my teeth. That's created gratitude, humility. It's it's created a powerful realization that my model of the world is not everybody else's. The way I see things is not how everybody else is expected to see them. My hardships were actually something that strengthened me, like a broken bone growing back stronger. That negative trait of being obsessive about things has actually worked really well in my career. When I make a commitment to do something, I do it. I just cannot shut it off. Yes, it's oftentimes fueled by guilt that if I don't do something I told myself, then I'm lying to myself, so I must see things through. It's also kept me up for, you know, a whole week, 30 hours in a week writing a book. It's also kept me up for 15 hours standing in front of my computer rebuilding my website. It's also allowed me to, you know, each and every day focus on my sobriety and recovery. My obsessive nature, my extremism has paid off a thousandfold. Likewise, it also causes me to spiral negative thoughts. It often has me creating stories in my head that aren't true about the way other people perceive me. It's certainly not helped me, but it has also helped me. It can simultaneously be something I'm seeking to improve upon at the same time it's a strength. Those things are not mutually exclusive. They can exist at the same time in the same world. Steadfast focus can be negative or undesirable in areas whenever somebody really wants you to take a break and come out to their birthday party or go out to an amusement park with them or do something fun with them. But you're like, nope, told myself I would finish this podcast and my God, I'm not leaving this house until this podcast, this book, this website's built. That is an undesirable way to utilize my focus and my determination. To say, I can take a break right now, knowing when I come home, I will be determined again and I will get back to the work, but let's leave the house and actually experience life. That is a powerful way that this is a strengthening trait. I have given you plenty of examples. I have talked you through this ad infinitum 
still not really sure if I'm pronouncing that the correct way. Not important. <laughs> what is important is that we all, as a collective unit, as a collective unit, the thousands upon thousands of you who listen to this show each and every week, I want us as a collective unit to agree to start monitoring our negative self-talk and counteracting it with a positive thought each time. Make that agreement. I will counteract my negative thought, my negative self-talk with a positive thought or a positive self-talk statement immediately. Make that commitment, knowing there is a very good chance you're going to let a few slide, that a few will get through the cracks, but when you tell your unconscious mind that moving forward, you're going to contradict a negative thought with a positive thought, it will be seeking those out for you. The unconscious mind will be looking for ways to prove to you that it's doing what you've asked it to do. And when you say something negative to yourself, you're going to immediately catch yourself and say, nope, where is that not true? When is it not true? How can I prove to myself it's not true? Whether you use the double-edged sword method and start looking for it as a strength, whether you talk to your future self to get some advice and encouragement, perhaps you name that tune and drop some positive self-talk into the foreground of one of your sweet dope songs that you love to jam out to, perhaps you just embrace your inner scientist and simply ask yourself, challenging your negative talk, your negative self-talk and asking it, what is an alternative explanation? Perhaps it's mindful metaphors, and now you're giving this version of yourself as this angry little creature, this little red minion that you can push away so the happy little yellow minion can slide in. Give it a body. Give it a voice. And when you start really stepping into that neural DJing, now you're changing the pitch, you're changing the speed, you're changing the tone. Now, little angry red minion is talking to you like Mickey Mouse. A lot harder to take it seriously. When it's looking all ridiculous, thought tagging, is this helpful, unhelpful, desirable, undesirable? Are you doing some neuro-linguistic swapping, looking for areas you've been using but and now sliding in the word and? Are you the kind of person who starts off sentences with the word no? Start starting them off with the word yes. Even if you don't necessarily agree with what the person just said, you would be amazed. Put this in your conscious awareness moving forward. How many people start off a sentence with the word no when they're agreeing with you? Notice it. There is an unconscious reason why they're starting off a sentence with the word no. It actually tells me a tremendous amount of information about their model of the world, their point of view, that they start off sentences with the word no. At the beginning of this self-talk book, what to say when you're talking to yourself, the doctor talks about how in a normal person's life, they will have heard the word no 148,000 times before they're of the age of 18. I have people in my family who start sentences with the word no when they're agreeing with me. That person has been telling themselves no for years. Is it any wonder they think it's hard to change? Is it any wonder they hold on to negative memories and traumatic moments and spiral on those? Use the word and. Use the word yes. And notice how much more powerful and empowered you feel when you do that. You can be good at something and have it be difficult at the same time. You can be working on your sobriety and recovery and still not be the version of yourself you want to be today. 
It is the actions you take each and every day that determine which way you're going. You are not stuck. You're standing still. And most of you, if you're 200 and some odd episodes into this, are fully moving forward. We're not looking for 10-foot broad jumps, little baby steps each and every day. I assure you, the tortoise and the hare approach favors the tortoise. You exhaust yourself on one day to get a lot done that you're so tired you can't do anything the next few days. How much more do you think that tortoise is going to get done on those days that you are trying to recoup from the exhaustion you led yourself through previously? Utilizing the word and and yes will cause you to take actions each and every day because you will notice shifts in your self-talk that are leading you towards the outcomes you desire. Serotonin sprinkling is just taking some happy emotions and sprinkling those over on top of these positive self-talk moments you have. And then we're going to finish up with what I talked about at the very beginning. Imagine your neurons as tiny characters inside your brain, and they're each responsible for a specific thought. You're giving them a name, a personality, an accent. We've talked about the power of voice. We've talked about the power of visualizing them as characters. Now you can push them away and allow the friendly little version to slide on in and say something positive to yourself. This entire list I created specifically for self-talk and the positivity that comes from it and the enjoyment of doing this moving forward to feel playful, to feel fun, to feel enjoyable. So you say nice things to yourself, you see yourself differently, you understand yourself at a deeper level, and you experience your world completely different. And it starts by catching the next negative self-talk moment proving to yourself where it's not true, say something positive to yourself, and take action on it. Do this each and every day. Make this commitment with me. And I can assure you, seven days, 30 days, 117 days, 1,117 days from now, your life will be just unexplainably, inextricably through the moon in a whole different place because we've stepped into desirable and left behind undesirable. We are humans. We are growing. It's what we do. We're either consciously aware of it and actionably moving it toward who we want to become, or we're just letting our tranced out unconscious mind keep doing the same old shit it's always done. And then we call it fate and we like to blame it, take responsibility from ourselves and place it on somebody else and make a shit ton of excuses for why we haven't accomplished something, which is going to be absolutely easy to do because it's so easy to do mental gymnastics, rationalize why you didn't do something explain it away, make all the excuses you need in the world when all you have to do right now is make the decision to make that change. Task your unconscious mind to do it and let's get to it. As always, my friends, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release and flow. Every day is the best day of our lives because we're waking up sober. When we wake up sober, at least we know where we're waking up because we went to bed sober. (laughs) Shout out to Sunshine. Glow on. And if you want to learn how to talk like this, be like this, teach this to other people, do this in your career, wherever you're at in life, I assure you taking my neuro-linguistic programming class will only change everything jessemogul.com forward slash ask me and I will show you the way. I'd love to have you there. Our next one starts at the end of April 2023. 
Step forward, raise your hand. I will call on you. It is about that time. Much love, my friends. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.